1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, broadcasting on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of this republic, it's going to be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine the future. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes, Or shoot me an email at rightnowjymdaws at gmail.com. Want to get something off your chest? You can call the vet Line and Raise Hell at 772 245 750 That's 772 245 750 Well, I got a bunch of nice messages welcoming me back yesterday, and I appreciate that. Uh, I am very grateful for all the listeners to this show, and I always love to hear from you. Shoot me an email or hit me up on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. The email is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. And let me know your thoughts on this show. Uh, I love the calls to the vent line as well It's 772 750 Call that number and raise hell, and uh, if it's a good call, I'll put it on the show. So as I mentioned yesterday, uh, it's going to take a while to try to catch up to the news cycles. Uh, the, the, the news that's happening is is all important, and it's all important that we, uh, we talk about it and comment on it and, uh, and try to put it in perspective. Uh, we have very few uh, outlets in the media, more on, uh, on social media, uh, that will put this stuff into perspective. It's really amazing to watch uh, all of this uh, just saturation of videos of black people uh, attacking unprovoked, attacking white people, uh, and uh, and the media just totally turns a blind eye to it. I, I, I've taken to uh, pointing out, do you remember, you know, during the, I guess it's been about a year ago now, where a white kid just uh, silently grinned at a, an American Indian that was beating a drum in his face. And the, the media went on a three-day hate. And all of the thought leaders on social media, the celebrities out in Hollywood, uh, suggested that we put the boy in a wood chipper and that we we lock the doors of the Covington Catholic High School and set it on fire. and uh, And that was just for, you know, him grinning. He didn't like the face they were making, but the media now is totally silent. When you just have uh, video after video on social media, the latest of course was uh, right there in Washington DC where the, the, uh, the three day hate on the Catholic schoolboys started of a, a group of, uh, school children, special needs school children marching down the street while, this, um, this Black Lives Matter radical uh, taunts them and uh, screams at them that they're racists and crackers and challenges them to a fight. These kids are, appear to be uh, 10 or 12 years old. No coverage at all on the mainstream media. That just doesn't fit into the narrative. And what we're involved in here is a, a new form of racism, of course. And this racism and it's articulated, they don't keep it secret, Uh, says that uh, whites are somehow uh, defective and morally uh, retarded and uh, they are worthy of all the scorn and hate that uh, black and other um, non-whites want to heap on them. And, of course, the Democrat Party appears to be all behind it. Certainly the mainstream media is all behind it. This has been developing for decades now. They don't tell you the the uh race of a suspect on any news story unless that uh that suspect have, happens to be white and then of course that's okay but uh everything else is designed to keep you in the dark about the the uh the new racism that uh that says that whites uh, always get what they deserve so uh, on yesterday's show i covered trump's speech from Mount Rushmore, and I devoted the almost entire second half of the show uh, to excerpts from that speech because it was an important speech. It was the first time in a long time in my memory that there was a full-throated, unapologetic, bold, accurate, and, um, and honest telling of, uh, of the history of this nation. And uh, it was a seminal speech that I think will go down in the history books. I felt like I needed to, uh, you know, excerpt it and, and uh, comment on it. Uh, if you've watched it live, I'm sure most of you did. It was worth hearing again. And it's it's worth hearing again in its entirety. But uh, the reaction, I didn't cover that as much yesterday. The reaction about, from the mainstream media to Trump's speech was stunning and really should be a, uh, a a shot across the bow warning to everybody that the elites in this country have gone full anti-American. They can't find anything virtuous or uh, worthy in our history. And they're all on board with this movement in the streets to pull down statues and destroy our history. And if they get a chance, I started to say if they get a chance they'll rewrite the history books, but they've already done that. That's the that's the uh, the point. That's the reason we're seeing this uh, this movement in the streets is because they've rewritten our history book, deprived our generations of any pride in our country, totally taken everything out of uh, context, twisted it, uh, misrepresented. Picked at every scab, ignored every virtue, and as a result, you have talking heads on the mainstream media saying things like this.
2: President Trump will be at uh, Mount Rushmore, where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans.
3: Knowledge that Mount Rushmore is sitting on Lakota land. The place Donald Trump is going to on Friday is stolen land. He will inevitably and predictably talk about our heritage. In other words, he will talk about he is the protector of
0: white America.
4: And to indigenous people, Mount Rushmore with four white presidents, two of whom were slave owners, is one of those symbols.
0: Questions have really been raised uh,
3: about Thomas Jefferson in particular, but also George Washington for their for
4: their holdings of slaves. It's worth reminding folks that the man who carved the monument behind me had deep ties to the KKK. There are other issues. The sculptor, Goodson Borglum, was a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. That, of course, is something in all the history books.
5: Mount Rushmore isn't exactly the innocent ode to our founding fathers as described in our textbooks, and it's high time we disrupt that false narrative that far too many people believe.
1: How about we disrupt the false narrative that that all of this history took place yesterday in this modern age? It was Western civilization that rang in this modern age of uh, humanitarian uh, uh, enlightenment and civil rights for people. Prior to that, the whole world lived by the law of the jungle. If you could take land, you by right uh, had a right to it. If you could enslave people, that's what happened. The slave trade went on for thousands of years before the Europeans ever got involved into it. And As a matter of fact, Europeans were a major victim of the slave trade uh, by the Ottoman Empire. And it was only after Europeans got involved in it for about 300 or 400 years when they um, fought a a major war. Why don't you see any blacks erecting statues to the Union soldiers that gave their lives to secure their freedom? You don't see any of that or any mention of it. It was Western civilization and white people who outlawed slavery and and, uh, stopped its trade on the high seas. It goes on today in Africa and the Middle East still. And this notion of stolen land, (laughs) by by those lights, there's there's not a speck of land on this globe that isn't stolen land. History is replete with the battle over land. It is really the history of the world. There was a host on The Daily Wire. I don't know his name, but he uh, he said it very well and uh, and and I like to uh I like to give over the mic to people who can say it as well or better as myself.
4: The point is that white settlers and pioneers um, by trying to claim and conquer new land, were not introducing some new horror to the continent. It wasn't like they were doing something that these these Indian tribes were scandalized by because they 'd never heard of anyone doing this before, okay now the Indian tribes were w- would have would have been angry um, about being moved out of their land, but they weren 't scandalized by the concept the way that we are now, because this is exactly what they were doing to other Indian tribes for thousands of years. The white settlers were playing the same game of conquest that Indian tribes had been playing that all people everywhere across the earth had been playing since the dawn of human civilization. It is just absurd to treat the theft of land by Europeans and Americans as a unique evil for which we must repent and take down our monuments in shame and weep and cry over and over and over. We we never stop talking about it. What a terrible evil. We stole this land. We
1: don't deserve to be here. My God. You could go at any spot on this entire globe and stand on it and go back and recount the history of how that land was taken from one people by another numerous times over history. But that doesn't feed into the Marxist narrative that the mainstream media has adopted hook, line, and sinker. And uh, the wonderful and great Molly Hemingway uh, took to a special report and gave her interpretation of the media's coverage of Trump's speech at Mount Rushmore.
6: What the media did in response to this speech is one of the most disgusting things I have ever seen in the in the entire Trump administration. President Trump was speaking to very legitimate concerns about the weaponization of political correctness, about the uh, about what's happening in the streets, but also what's happening to our culture that has moved away from freedom of speech, freedom of speech, tolerance, freedom of expression. If this is viewed as a controversial speech, much less as dark or divisive, that's an indictment of the media themselves, and they are aligning themselves with these forces that are moving against freedom of expression. Um, but regardless of what their personal feelings are, that shouldn't come through in the media coverage. They should just report honestly oh, and accurately about his actual words instead of describing it in ways that are completely out of touch with the actual words.
1: Completely that he, out of touch. Uh, you heard Howie Kurtz there. I guess uh, she was on his, his show, uh, I think it's called Reliable Source. No, that's, uh, it's his, uh, his media critique show uh, all over the weekend on Fox and Kurt's uh push back on Molly and she was having none of it.
3: Well Molly, let me just follow up by reading a little bit more the president said he talked about a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, he talked about the definition uh, of terrorism yeah. he said make no mistake this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American revolution. You don't think that's at least a controversial speech? No.
6: I think that what we're seeing in the streets is tremendously controversial. We're seeing statues of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and and Abraham Lincoln being torn down or threatened to be torn down. We're having people go move against the founders of the country and their principles in pages across the land in, in in news stations across the land that is what many people find controversial standing in defense of america standing in defense of american values is not so controversial outside of american newsrooms but regardless of their personal views they should report honestly and accurately and that's not what we saw in these newspapers or in in various tv no, broadcasts oh that's not
1: what we we've, well. we've saw we see anymore uh, the media has broken down completely and you just Filled with these uh, these indoctrinated left wing ideologues that uh, think that their column or their uh, their article in the newspaper is to spout their uh, their Marxist drivel. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us.
2: December
3: sixteenth, seventeen seventy three, and now what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee to the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee.
6: Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters.
3: Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com.
1: So the the uh, the editorial board at the Washington Post wrote uh, a reply to Trump's Mount Rushmore speech. Start, it started. It should be as no surprise that President Trump has chosen to center his reelection campaign on appeals to racism and the demonization of his opponents. Is that what's really going on? I don't think so. What Trump is doing is defending his base, and it's high time. Some Republican did. Some of them are starting to find their voice, but, but far too few. The article goes on, after all, that is what he did from the opening of his 2016 run. Still, Mr. Trump plumbed new depths of depravity in two speeches he delivered over the weekend, nominally in celebration of the 4th of July. On a day when the president, presidents typically extol the virtues that bring Americans together, Mr. Trump launched into an unhinged attack on the movement for racial and social justice that has surged in the past month. Is that what we've been seeing? A search for racial and social justice with cities being burned down. People, uh, people in their lives and property. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders to face our most sacred memorials and unleash a wave of violent crime. He claimed Oh, he claimed that angry mobs are trying to tear down our statues. Check. Yes, that's what they're doing. They're not just trying to, they're doing it. And they're doing it in the most irrational way possible with no grounding in uh, history or, or perspective at all. To face our most sacred memorials. Yep, they're doing that and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Well, he claimed the Washington Post says. That's exactly what's happened. They go on to say that's an obscene misrepresentation of the mostly peaceful marches in hundreds of towns and cities. Yeah, mostly peaceful. By that logic, if a, a crew came to rob your house and set it afire and they killed and one of them shot you, then the the, the robbery would be mostly peaceful in the terms of the Washington Post. And here's just a taste of the, the level of vitriol and hatred that is being directed at our founders and, uh, and white people in general, most specifically Trump's voters.
5: And so here we are, celebrating the birth of a nation, independence for white men, at a site described by one Native American activist as, quote, a symbol of white supremacy. Trump choosing Mount Rushmore for a 4th of July campaign stop is just like when he chose Tulsa, the site of the 1921 massacre against black Americans for his Juneteenth weekend rally. It's that cruel, tired and familiar jab to black, brown and indigenous people that makes the shrinking MAGA voter feel as big as a 60 foot face of a colonizing slave owner.
1: You know, there's just no end to this. Uh, If it's allowed to continue, uh, we will see uh, the kind of purges and re-education camps and gulags that we saw in the Cultural Revolution in Russia and China and Cuba and, and every place else that's been tried. And if you think, just pointing out that, you know, at core, these protests that have taken place in the streets that have almost invariably turned violent are not about any of this. Here's another one of these MSNBC talking heads. Keep in mind when you're listening to this that MSNBC is a subdivision of the NBC network, a huge corporate conglomerate controlled by a big multinational corporations. And here's uh, here's one of their hosts saying something that would get him fired on Fox or historically on any network.
3: Looters got a bad name during the, you know, George Floyd protests But thank goodness for the looters, man. Um, You have a place called Target. You have a store called Target. You're going to be a Target. Um, You know, these places have absolutely contributed to the oppression. These these retail places have.
1: Okay. So let me get this straight before we go on and listen to the rest of it. Target got what it deserved because it had a name of Target. And that made them a Target. So thank God for the looters the,
3: you know, George Floyd protests. But thank goodness for the looters, man. Um, You have a place called Target. You have a store called Target. You're going to be a Target. Um, You know, these places have absolutely contributed to the oppression. These these retail places have have, um, contributed to the oppression of our people. There's over-policing of brown and black bodies within those retail spaces.
1: Over-policing of brown and black bodies. So when the stores call the police on shoplifters that makes them a target i mean this is the level of of discourse that you will hear on a major cable channel that's controlled by nbc there's not even any uh, outrage over statements like that any longer they're just allowed to hang in the air and uh, and enter the public's consciousness most specifically the looters and the arsonists and the people that are shooting each other in the streets. And if the Democrat party believes that they're going to hold on uh, to these people who are upset by Trump's tweets while they throw in with, uh, with this violence and, uh, this erasure of our history, I think they've got another thing coming on November 3rd. And Michael Steele, he's a former chairman of the of the GOP. He's a black guy. He was he was in there uh, when George W. Bush was uh, was getting along by going along. He uh, he he gave the uh, the uh, the people over at Morning Joe a little dose of reality. Tells them don't be so damn sure that only thirty eight percent of people actually support Trump.
4: Yeah, it seems like Trump is only talking to 38% of the country that's all hardcore Trump. But you've also got to be mindful there are a whole lot of folks in those suburbs of America. There are a whole lot of folks in those rural rural portions of our country who, while they may not raise their hand and go, me too, or I agree, um, or other forms of outward expression uh, in support of the president, they quietly and silently do follow this, and they are listening. This message does resonate. Um, there is something to this idea of a cultural, it may not be a full-scale war, but hell's sure a lot of tension uh, that Trump gets to tap into.
1: Well, there is a war going on. Uh, one side hasn't engaged, but a war is being waged against conservatives and nationalists in this country. And uh, Steele says, you know, it's, it's only going to be the people in the suburbs and the rural areas. I'm beginning to think that a lot of these whites that live in these cities that have been just ripped apart by this leftist ideology are, are going to have the, the veil lifted from their eyes as well. I cannot imagine, you know, one of these gentrifying uh, hipsters that has moved into Brooklyn or Seattle or San Francisco Deciding that, yeah, uh, I want more of this. This is a good idea. I can't go outside anymore. My car is being broken into repeatedly. Um, My corner store has been burned to the ground. People are getting shot in the streets. But I'm going to vote for more of this by putting Joe Biden in charge, who can't even manage to stir himself to condemn any of this. He he makes statements, mealy mouth statements like, Oh, it would be better if we did this stuff in a lawful manner. But I understand their frustration. Yeah, I got a feeling there's a a storm a coming. There's a backlash brewing, and if they want to keep keep hammering white people, white people are going to do what any people would do, and that's defend themselves and uh, and rally to their own, just the way all of the other uh, Democrat constituencies do. Got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the developments in Atlanta and uh, the reaction to Joe Biden right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us.
3: I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save
7: hundreds on your wireless bill.
0: When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets. Root Score reports 2H2020 of 4 mobile networks.
1: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes On the Mojo Five O Radio Network Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture From an American nationalist perspective So many fallacies Stolen land Confederates were traitors. It's, it's, I mean, you gotta, there's, there's very few uh, people other than Tucker Carlson, uh, and uh, to a lesser degree, uh, Laura Ingram, uh, you know, with a, with a major audience that is uh, pushing back on this claptrap. Yeah. Uh, The European settlers to the United States uh, were conquerors and they settled this land, and they were not nice to uh, to you know the people that occupied it before. It is the story of human history. The Indians that were here before stole land from each other constantly. They enslaved each other constantly. They actually engaged in cannibalism. You're not allowed to talk about it. But what we've got here and why this whole thing has been allowed to metastasize and and get traction is because of the Democrat party and the Democrat party has been trafficking racism, uh, since it's very founding. And they're doing it again. Uh, they've, they've found new people to oppress and subjugate. And, uh, and that's white people, as long as they claim to be allies, you know, they, uh, they think they can escape the, the wrath, but that's not going to work for very long. And the Democrat Party is an organization that is founded and, uh, and really operated on the, uh, a concept. And that concept is never say no to anybody for anything. Now, I was a, a, a union leader, a firefighter union leader in Georgia. I was uh, the president of the Atlanta Firefighters and uh, later uh, for the uh, Firefighters of Georgia. And uh, and I, you know, uh, the IFF, the International Association of Firefighters, it was our parent organization. Was a uh, it, it was a a socially conservative group that was led by um, by people that were all in on the Democrat Party. So I I sat through a lot of these meetings with these Democrat Party operatives. I saw what goes on. They uh, they will say yes to anything, no matter how radical, no matter how unreasonable. And then they all uh, hope that the Republicans, you know, are put in the position of saying no or pushing back on it. And that's really, you know, been the, the the rationale for the Republican Party for a long time to try to, you know, stand in the the way of all of this. They've done a damn poor job of it the only thing they've really done is given uh you know lip service to it while servicing the the big multinational corporations that serve as as their real paymasters but uh you know it's not surprising uh to, that you see the democrat party now acquiescing and and capitulating to antifa you've never heard them say anything about you know maybe it's a good idea if we don't have these uh these radicals actual fascists in the streets wearing masks and assaulting people (laughs) even over there on cnn they said well you know these people are fighting against fascists you can't find any fascists to fight against so they just uh, attack trump supporters so they'll do they famously had that uh, that newspaper article in the new york times asking is it okay to punch a nazi and of course the New York Times came down squarely on the side that yes, it's okay to punch a Nazi. There's not any actual Nazis. So, you know, you just punch whoever you wanted to find as a Nazi. And this Black Lives Matter movement is a real threat uh, to the, the history of, or to the future of this country, I should say because they have declared themselves marxists but because they've got you know this uh, this catchy title black lives matter who could stand against that of course black lives matter you're not allowed to say that all lives matter because that, that's somehow you know minimizing black lives matter and you've got these corporate boardrooms these uh, these uh, uh, squishy country club republicans mostly that are falling all over themselves to throw money hand over fist at the Black Lives Matter movement to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. And this Black Lives Matter movement, along with Antifa, are engaged in exactly the same tactics and strategies that Marxist revolutions throughout history have engaged in, destroy people's culture, ban certain speech and thought, take over uh, the... Levers of government punish anybody who stands in your way by, you know, getting them fired from their jobs and making them outcasts. And these these big multi million dollar corporations have yet to catch on that as soon as Black Lives Matter gets in power, they're coming for those idiots in the boardrooms that was a, a funding their own demise. And they're very skilled. You've got to give them credit for that. They've got this Black Lives Matter jingo slogan that if you, uh, if you reject the movement, the Marxist fundamentals of the movement, then you're saying black lives don't matter. And if you say all lives matter, including white people, brown people, police officers, then once again, you're saying black lives don't matter. And if you say that white lives matter, too, well, obviously you're a Nazi. There was a there's a clip here. It's kind of a long clip. I think it runs almost three minutes, but it's great. Got a sheriff in Clay County, Florida, who's uh, who's who's giving a warning. Clay County is in the interior of the state. It's beautiful horse country giving a warning to these uh, these. Antifa and Black Lives Matter radicals that uh, you ought not to come down here because uh, we're not going to play the same game that's played in the Democrat cities. As you listen to this, uh, see if you can tell something about this sheriff.
7: Hey, folks, me and the men and women of the Clay County Sheriff's Office just want to weigh in on what we're seeing going on played out across the media or mainstream media in this country. Look, folks... Don't fall victim to subjecting yourselves to this this conversation that uh, law enforcement is bad, that law enforcement is the enemy of the citizens that we're sworn to protect and serve. We swore an oath. And in that oath, we swore to support, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and the government and that we're duly qualified under the state's constitution to hold office. That is for me as a sheriff, and for these men and women as deputy sheriffs, and we end that with, so help me God. But God is absent from the media's message or Black Lives Matter or any other uh, group out there that's, that's making themselves a spectacle, disrupting what we know to be our quality of life in this country. In Clay County, we have a great quality of life. We have a great relationship with our community. But across this country, not so much. I just wanted to take a stand with these men and with these women who feel the same way that I do. Lawlessness, that's unacceptable in this country. Lawlessness, that's unacceptable in Clay County. And if you threaten to come to Clay County and think that for one second that we'll bend our backs for you, you're sadly mistaken. I know what happens when lawlessness prevails. And then this day and time, God is raising up men and women, just like the folks you see standing behind me, who will have strong backbones and will stand in the gap between lawlessness and the good citizenry that was sworn to protect and serve. So you can threat all you want. You can say, hey, let's go to Clay County or let's go to some other peaceful county where their problems don't exist or not so much like across this country where relationships are great and not strained, and where the people support their sheriff and support the men and women who wear the uniform. And you'll have something waiting on you that you don't want. Yes, we'll protect your constitutional rights as long as you remain under the umbrella of peaceful protest or peaceful march. But the second that you step out from up under the protection of the Constitution, we'll be waiting on you and we'll give you everything you want, all the publicity, all the pain, all the glamour and glory for all that five minutes will give you. Is it a threat? Absolutely not. But somebody has to step up in front of the camera and say, enough is enough. Tearing up Clay County, that's not going to be acceptable. And if we can't handle you, you know what I'll do? I'll exercise the power and authority as a sheriff and I'll make special deputies of every lawful gun owner in this county and I'll deputize them for this one purpose to stand in the gap between lawlessness and civility. That's what we're sworn to do, and that's what we're going to do. You've been warned.
1: (laughs) That is the uh, Sheriff Daniels of Clay County, Florida. He is a black man who is a a good churchgoer that has accepted that uh, history is not perfect, that uh, this country has been striving for a more perfect union since its founding, and we're well along the way, and we don't need a bunch of Marxists coming in here and trying to overturn this nation. Mostly peaceful, they say. They they keep pretending that it's peaceful. Let me tell you what. There's no such thing as a peaceful uh, protest that has not gone through the official channels where you get a, uh, a permit, and, uh, and you, uh, you have police present that are designed to make sure it remains peaceful and that it doesn't uh, devolve into looting and, and the kind of things that you're seeing in, in cities across this nation. The peaceful, so-called peaceful protesters are simply the water that the, the uh, rioters swim in. In Atlanta is an excellent example of that. After the mayor there, Keisha Lance Bottoms, threw her police officers under the bus trying to appease the mob for the crime of defending themselves from a a fleeing felon who had stolen one of their weapons. And in Georgia, a, a taser gun is classified as a deadly weapon and fired it at him. Mayor Bottoms unleashed chaos and anarchy on the streets. It's perfectly predictable, and now she cannot figure out what's going on. We're going to take a, a more in, uh, thorough look at that when we come back from this message. Stick with us.
3: No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family. If you find yourself in the middle of one, look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however, are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows i mean you listen to mojo 50 so go to prepare with mojo 50.com you will find a special deal for you as a mojo listener on a food supply an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months however long you decide you need the supply for it really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything prepare with mojo 50.com
1: Prepare with mojo 50com Go there on the web, and you will get your uh, four-week emergency food supply and get a hundred dollars off. So the the tragedy that's been unleashed by these uh, these spineless Democrats in Atlanta, in Seattle, in New York, in Minnesota. Uh, it uh, I mean, it's just endless. They're trying to figure out a way to blame it on Donald Trump. First, they uh, they were saying, "Well, it's because of COVID." Because of the Wuhan virus. And now they've settled on an even better line. They're going to blame it on Trump. Because it's Trump's fault. That we have uh, abandoned the streets to the mob. And right there in Atlanta. Where I served uh, my career as a firefighter. And well aware of exactly what goes on in the streets of Atlanta. And what will happen if you pull law enforcement back. Mayor Bottom simply cannot understand why uh you know the the citizens of her city are out in the streets shooting each other. Stand by. I will call you back, mom um and uh and recently, of course, uh, she has allowed that uh, that wendy's, where um the fleeing felon Rayshard Moore I think his name was. Uh, you know, fired a taser gun at a uh, at a police officer and got exactly what uh, he deserved when the police officer shot him. He died of his injuries, and uh, now the Black Lives Matter movement has set up a camp, an armed camp at that Wendy's parking lot that was subsequently torched. And uh, a poor mother uh, with her children in the car happened to wander into the area, realized that she needed to get out of it, Tried to do a U-turn there in the parking lot of Wendy's, and was opened fire on by these uh, these armed Black Lives Matter activists. They opened fire on this black woman's car, and man, the phone won't stop ringing. And they uh, they killed her eight-year-old daughter. An eight-year-old. She wasn't shot once. She was shot at least twice, not by one gunman, but by at least two. And Keisha Lance Bottoms now just cannot figure out why in the world all of this is happening in her city.
8: Demanded action. Well, now we're demanding action for Sequoia Turner and for all of the other people who were shot in atlanta last night and over the past few weeks because the reality is this these aren't police officers shooting people on the streets of atlanta these are members of the community shooting each other
1: it never was atlanta police officers on the streets of atlanta shooting members of the community that was simply the narrative that you allowed yourself to be drug into
8: shooting people on the streets of Atlanta, these are members of the community shooting each other. And in this case, it is the worst possible outcome. And there were two other people who were actually shot and killed last night and several others. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We have talked about this movement that's happening across America in this moment in time where we have the ears and the interests of people across this country and across this globe who are saying they want to see change. But the difference in this moment in time with the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement, there was a defined common enemy.
1: A defined common enemy, she says. You know, I just want to say real quick that uh, the civil rights movement wasn't built on a lie. This whole Black Lives Matter movement is built on a a complete lie. And when you build a movement on a lie and you unleash the the forces of chaos, don't be surprised when you have eight-year-old little girls in the streets getting shot. But Keisha goes on and uh, implies that... um, You know, shooting each other is bad, with the implication being that maybe shooting the enemy that she talks about would not be so bad.
8: So we're fighting the enemy within. When we are shooting each other up on our streets in this city, and you shot and killed a baby, and it wasn't one shooter, there were at least two shooters. An eight year old baby. If you want people to take us seriously, and you want you don't want us to lose this movement, then we can't lose each other in this. And there are peaceful demonstrators across this city and across this country. And I applaud them, and I thank them.
1: These are not peaceful demonstrators. These are people that are showing up in mobs, hanging around the streets, causing trouble, and... Keisha Lance Bottoms, who has recently been diagnosed with uh, the Wuhan virus, shouldn't be surprised. I've got a suggestion for Mayor Bottoms. I know uh, Mayor Bottoms from when she was a council member, and I uh, had quite a quite a bit of dealings with her. She sat on uh, one of the pension boards that uh, that I uh, sat in on quite a bit. She's a a congenial, nice woman. She's most certainly as this, uh, this event has illustrated, not up to the task of leading Atlanta and keeping the people uh, there safe. So the governor, Brian Kemp, has declared a state of emergency after all of this, and he has uh, sent 1,000 National Guard members to relieve Law enforcement that are guarding uh, state facilities and and uh, other duties, so that uh, those state police officers can join the demoralized and uh, and betrayed force of Atlanta police and try to try to get a, a handle on the anarchy that Mayor Bottoms has unleashed. I'm glad to see Kemp has finally taken movement. I, I wonder if he wasn't prompted to this after seeing hundreds of Black Lives M- militia marchers show up at Stone Mountain heavily armed and uh, and start threatening uh, insurrection in this country. I hope Mayor Bottoms fully recovers from uh, from this virus. And in the meantime, she ought to give serious consideration to turning over the operations of the city to somebody who has not broken faith with the Atlanta Police Department so that they can can try to turn back the clock on this. Joe Biden. We're going to beat Donald Trump, he says. And when we do... We won't just rebuild this nation. We'll transform it. I think we've seen enough of this transformation for a while. And I don't think he's going to beat Donald Trump either. And I think the reason he's going to lose to Donald Trump is because Americans are waking up to the fact that we don't want any more of this transformation that the Democrats have in mind. And this is an example of it. This is a Black Lives Matter activist. Appearing on Fox with Martha Callum telling telling everybody exactly what they have in mind.
8: Burn it down, you said. Burn it down. It's time. So that makes me think I, that I you want that it's, you want to burn time. it down. I said,
1: if this
9: country, if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn
1: down this system and replace it. So, <laughs> you know, the everybody uh, wants to pretend that these people don't mean what they say, but I think we've seen uh, enough by now to to know that they actually absolutely do. Here is uh, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy on Joe Biden's pledge to transform this nation. Come on, clip. Every time I count it, here we go.
7: Here with more, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. Senator, your reaction to all of this?
2: Well the Vice President says he will transform America. He will, and the American people will pay a fearsome price. Uh, his his uh, foreign policy is hugs and hot cocoa for Americans and America's enemies. If he's elected, my advice to you is build Get a fallout shelter. What, what, what what's your advice, I said. Build, build, build a fallout shelter. You'll need it. Uh, weakness invites the wolves. His domestic policy, um, he wants you, he wants all of us to surrender our money and our freedom, every bit of it, to Washington. If you want 52 weeks of vacation a year, vote for him because he's going to bankrupt your employer. Here's what he says to our young people. Um, finish school, get a job, and work hard so I, Vice President Biden, can give the money you earned to someone who didn't. And finally, I think he will viscerate our health care delivery system. I'm sure he will say, if you like your health care, you can keep it. But we've seen that movie before.
7: Yeah, know. You know, it seems that we're at a point, Senator, it's words and symbolism. 125 years combined experience versus
1: real solutions, real law. Well, I'm going to cut that off there because I want to, uh, before the show's over with, uh, celebrate the life and legacy of the great Charlie Daniels who passed away yesterday at the age of 83. I remember uh, his first song. Uh, um, I was taking a trip out to L.A. tooling along in my Chevrolet. I can't remember the name of that uh, song, but I, uh, I want to play one of his other songs. Uh, in honor of this great man who we have lost now.
9: What this world needs is a few more rednecks So people ain't afraid to take a stand What this world needs is a little more respect For the Lord and the law and the working. Talking a little more action And a few more rednecks is what we need I was raised on beans and cornbread And I like my chicken fried Yes, I drive a pickup truck, and I'm full of American pride. I keep a Bible on my table. I got a flag out on my lawn, and I don't believe in minded. No one's business but my own, and I love them Rambo movies. I think they make a lot of sense, and it's a shame old John Wayne didn't live to run for president. And I don't care what nobody says, I don't trust old Gorbachev. And I don't know who turned him on, but it's time to turn him off What this world needs is a few more redheads So people ain't afraid to take a stand And what this world needs is a little more respect For the Lord and the law and the working man a little more action and a few more rednecks is what we need now they're trying to take my guns away and that would be just fine if you take them away from the criminals first I'll gladly give you mine and I don't mind paying taxes But it makes my temper itch when my hard-earned money goes To make some politician rich What most people call a redneck He ain't nothing but a working man And he makes his living by the sweat of his brow And the calluses on his hands Now you intellectuals may not like it But there ain't nothing you can do Cause there's a whole lot more of us common folks Than there ever will be of you What this world needs is a few more rednecks What this world needs is a little more respect For the Lord and the law and the working man We can use a little peace and satisfaction So good people up front take the lead Need a little less talk and a little more action And a few more rednecks is what we need that's what we need. And a few more rednecks. what we need.
0: When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is... Hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit amazon.com slash hyundai, or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
6: Whether you're moving in together for the first time, this can be your closet, or you're a new parent to a little fur baby,